Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to get the mission. We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. Wits, how you doing today? I am doing awesome, eh? Ready for some football? We still got a long time to wait, but we're going to talk a little bit more about it today. Yes, we are. It's pretty much going to be the only focus of today's show. Um, yeah, which we're getting closer. We're nearing in. Um, we don't have any of our guests this week on the show. It's just going to be me and you. And I thought, I know, right? Sad. And I thought because of that, we'd make this a fully functioning gambling show this week with all odds and lines for the over-under on each team win. You could also find all of these on betonline.com. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today to use your mo- or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. You heard me talk highly about them last episode. Um, so we're gonna do, so we're gonna do the over/unders for every team in the NFL this year. We're gonna save these picks because Roz plans to come out on top, um, and we'll break down the teams and what's gonna happen this upcoming season. Let's call this our NFL preview for the 2021-2022 season. We'll come back at you guys with college football preview next week as we get closer to doing our favorite segments of the year, and that is giving you our picks. We have a pretty good percentage on hits, and uh, we always use the correct amount of units come our gambling. Uh, let me stop rambling. Wits, we'll get it all started off. The not defending champs, the team that lost to the Buccaneers last year, sit at the highest win total over under. This is all according to Vegas. They are at 12 and a half. Pretty steep. Let's see where we start out. Wits, how are you feeling about Kansas City at 12 and a half? Returning pretty much everybody on offense, no Le'Veon Bell, which I don't think is going to be much of an issue since he didn't even play in the Super Bowl. A healthy line they replaced a lot of their offensive line. And the defense is, I'll say, a middle-of-the-pack defense. 12-and-a-half, where are you at? I'm going to start off taking the over here. You know, when I look at Kansas City's schedule, I think it's kind of middle-of-the-pack. There's nothing that really stands out to me. Um, you know, looking at, like, the Steelers and Ravens, they're the top top of the list when it comes to strength and schedule. But the thing I ask myself is, do I see Kansas City losing four games this year? It could happen, but I'm, I'm more leaning towards that they're not going to do that. I mean, they start off 
you know, playing the Cleveland Browns, I think it's going to be a very good game. And I think Cleveland later in the season is going to be the team that might give them the most trouble in the AFC. But I do like Kansas City to go over here. And like you said, I mean, best offense in the NFL. Defense isn't half bad either. So I'm going to go with the over for the Kansas City win total, 12 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Remember, everybody, there is 17 weeks now. There are, my bad, 18 weeks now. There are 17 games. Um, so there will be different looking records. We're used to the 13s and 3s, the 12 and 4s leading the conferences. This year could be 15 and 2 or 14 and 3. It could be interesting to look at. In my opinion, Kansas City is the best team in the NFL. That's coming from a diehard Packer fan. I think what we're about to see from Mahomes will be in the same conversation as Tom Brady when his time is done. I know people keep arguing me on that. Guy's been to two straight Super Bowls and won an MVP before that in just three seasons in the league. He's only 24. I don't see really anybody that gets in their way. I'm going to ride the over for Kansas City. I think they will be the inevitable one seed in the AFC. Then we go to our defending champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, highest in the NFC. Their win total over under is 12. It's good to see these because there is area for push. We got the Buccaneers at 12 on the over under. Wits, we'll start with you, obviously, again. I think you're going to be our leadoff for most of these. Yeah, Roz, I'm going to go over here as well. I think, you know, the one thing for the Bucs is they do have one of the easier schedules in the NFL. I mean, looking at the first couple of weeks, they get the Cowboys and the Falcons. I think those should be two pretty easy victories. Then a little bit more of the meat of the schedule there, weeks three through five, you've got the Rams, you've got the Patriots, and you've got the Dolphins. I think if they can take two out of those three games, schedule gets a little bit easier after that with Philly, Chicago, and then New Orleans. So, you know, with a pretty easy back half of the schedule here, if they can escape, they can get past their bye with, you know, one or two losses. I like the over here. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the over 12 here and hope for at least a push. I really wanted to argue it, but you're right. I mean, just kind of the draw they have. First off, I think their division is trending the opposite direction, not including them. Um, Sam Darnold, your starter in Carolina. I think the Cowboys are still rough around the edges, and you're going to have to see how a healthy Dak Prescott looks. I think they'll be the most challenging. And by the way, I just said the wrong thing. Um, I'm talking about – didn't mean to include the Cowboys. The Saints are the team I think is really in regression mode. I mean, you're going to see a very, very low win total from them. I think the Buccaneers sweep the Panthers, sweep the Saints, and then sweep Atlanta. I mean – you're talking about three ailing teams, especially the Saints and Falcons, just depleted defensively, as well as the Saints are depleted offensively without knowing who their quarterback's going to be. You know, Mike Thomas as well. Um, there's cornerback issues now in New Orleans as they let go Janoris Jenkins and then Robinson just retired earlier this week. And then they're fortunate enough to play in Tom Brady's old division in the AFC East, and I think they'll beat the hell out of the Jets, Dolphins. Um, the Bills might give them a little love, but you, you bet your sweet ass Tom Brady's not going to lose to Bill Belichick and the Patriots this year. So I think me and you both riding this over here, I wish I could say against it, Father Time will catch up. I promise you that Father Time will catch up to Tom Brady, but it doesn't look like it's going to be with this schedule and this year. We then move to the Baltimore Ravens at 11. A little high, in my opinion, but I'm going to be the one arguing for the over. Wits, Baltimore Ravens, over under 11 wins. Yeah, Roz, I'm going to take the under here. Um, we talked a little bit earlier that the Baltimore Ravens have supposedly the second hardest schedule in the league right now. And while the first half 
doesn't really stand out that much. I mean, they do play Kansas City in week two. They get the Chargers. Um, looks like week six. But the second half here, they've got a stretch where they play Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Green Bay. Um, get a weak team in Cincinnati, but then fill it, finish off with the Rams and the Steelers. And the one thing that worries me about Baltimore is that I think they're a great team, but, you know, if they do happen to fall behind, that's really been their Achilles heel the past couple of years is can Lamar Jackson you know, really step it up on the passing side of things. And I, I think 11's a little bit high here. I could see them finishing right on the number, you know, maybe 10 and seven, but I think this is uh, maybe going to be a little bit of a down year here for Baltimore, but I still think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh. I, it's so funny because there's actually some like outliers that put like off the field. I mean, Lamar Jackson dealing with COVID, some other health issues. Um, they just lost Rashard Bateman for a while, who they drafted. And you're right, it's about the passing. What does this team do when they get behind? It's interesting because their division seems so – it seems like the most intact, right? I mean, the Browns are expected to be this great team. Steelers are always the Steelers. As you mentioned, haven't had a losing season since 2003. Um, they go up against my Packers. They go up against the Rams. They have a tough schedule. Absolutely. Chiefs, like they seem to play the Chiefs every year. I think I want to be on the side that the Ravens are going to perform well, exceed expectations. I know the expectations might be a little bit high, but I think they've fallen off a little bit due to the arm of Lamar Jackson. I have this weird feeling. Um, and just because we need to be on opposite sides, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go the over on the Ravens here. I think they get to 12, 13 wins. Um, I think they shot their division. I think they're going to be the tough team that the rest of their division has to come play. So I'm going to go the over on the Ravens. How about the Buffalo Bills also at 11? They, the AFC reigning supreme when it comes to these win totals. Buffalo Bills at 11. For me, it seems easy because of how bad their division is. But, Wits, I'll let you take this first. Yeah, Roz, I mean, I actually don't think this division is going to be that bad anymore. I mean, you look at what the Dolphins did last year. It's hard for me to imagine that Tua is going to be as bad as he was last year, and that was a very good defense over there in Miami. Then you look at what New England's doing with having the biggest free agent signing class in the history of their organization. I think this is going to be tough, and, and something tells me that the Jets are going to put up a little bit of a fight here. So. As good as Buffalo played last year, I think it's definitely going to be a little tougher for them. And, you know, my, my key question is, is Josh Allen going to really be as good as he was last year? Because you know, he was a perennial MVP candidate for a long time. And while he could still be very good this year, I think 11 is a little bit high for me. So I'm going to take the under here um, just because I think, you know, the start of the season schedule starting off with Pittsburgh, Miami, then Washington – it's a, it's a tough start, and then I think this division is going to be a lot better, so I'm going to take the under at 11. Wow. And you, what, the trend you're going to hear with Wits is he's loving every team. I mean, he is a Miami Dolphins fan, all of a sudden a Jets fan. He's a Washington football team fan. He'll even root, for the, he'll even, he'll even root for the Texans without Deshaun Watson. Everybody's got a chance right now for Wits. Everybody's in. Anybody's got a Super Bowl chance, even the Texans. Which is a fucking joke. Uh, I'm going over. It's easy. I think Wits is giving a little bit. Get through all the teams and take the over on each one. Well, we're four in. I'm all over. And now we finally got a little bit of split between us. I think it's easy. Bad division, bad teams that they'll be playing. And I think they need to. 
I think Josh Allen isn't going to regress. They also get the Saints, like I said, the Panthers and the Falcons, all games they should take. Um, they'll get the Titans and Chiefs on the road. That's tough, but they're going to need to split that in order to prove that they're a team that could be a top AFC. Don't forget they'll get the Texans as well. Should be an easy cakewalk. They'll get Washington, who I think is a cakewalk too. I think you have way too much love for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do I think they'll put up points? Do I think that defense will play well? Yeah, but they're a team that will likely win only six games. So Buffalo Bills on the over. We'll move on. Los Angeles Rams. How about that? The second highest. They're tied with the 49ers. But the second highest win over under in the NFC. Wild. Defense, very good. Matt Stafford, seems like they're giving a lot of credit to him. Ten and a half for the Los Angeles Rams. Over, under, wits, what do you got? I'm going to take the over here, and I think this is going to fall right on the number. I, I think the Rams are going to go 11 and 6. And, you know, we talk about divisions, Roz. The NFC West is, is not an easy place to play, and especially with San Francisco getting a lot healthier this year. You know, I don't know who's going to be under center um, for the entire season. I figure that we see a little bit of both in terms of Garoppolo and Trey Lance, but this is a, it's a tough division to play in, right? You got the Seahawks, you got the 49ers. You got the Cardinals who were close to making the playoffs last year. I'm going to take the over here. I, I think it falls right on 11. So I will take the over 10 and a half. I think Matt Stafford is going to be a great fit for the Sean McVay offense. And like you said, defense, they do have the best defensive player in football. So that always helps. And I like the over here. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they get to 12 and five either. I'm going to have to disagree with you again on this. I'm going to go the under for the Rams. I think Stafford, for as impressive as he is, he's really a stat junkie. Is he going to be able to win some of the big games down the stretch? I mean, I think the 49ers can easily sweep the Rams this year. Then you have to deal with the Seahawks as well, who I think they split. That's three games on the road against the Ravens. I think that's a loss on the road against the Vikings. Also a loss on the roads against the Packers. Also a loss. We're already at six games, not to mention they have to play the Titans, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Colts on the road. And if you're a Bears fan, you're hoping that the Bears week one are able to beat the Rams. I'm going under here. I think the Rams are a little bit more impressive offensively. They don't lag as much as they did last year. But dear God, I don't think even the great Matt Stafford arm is going to be able to carry this team above 11 wins. Um, like I said, the 49ers also there at 10 and a half. I do think this is going to be an over. I'll jump the gun on this one with your wits. I think the 49ers are the scariest team to me always in the NFC. And I think that's even with Garoppolo. It's looking like they're leaning that way in terms of starting him. Um, we saw what he was able to do when he was the starter for the 49ers, I think over 10 and a half for the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. That's what you, you got to give me something. I'm just, I mean, you don't know who your starting quarterback's going to be. You don't know who your starting running back's going to be. Team was not very good last year. I know that they're getting healthier, but I mean, a lot of confidence on the over there, and I just, I just don't know if I agree with you there. Um, we just talked about tough division, and you know, maybe Trey Lance is going to light up the league, but something tells me that this 49ers team is not going to be as good as they were a couple of years ago when they were really healthy. You know, they did lose their defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets now. And just looking at it, I think the number's a little bit high. I think people are overestimating um, this team 
just a little bit too much this year. And I, I think it falls just below the number 10 and seven. I, I could even see nine and eight because you don't know what you're going to get with Jimmy G or Trey Lance. So that defense might be one of the most ferocious defenses in the NFL. I just want to very ferocious. So uh, we'll see. I think they're going to come back healthy. I mean, that's the question. My favorite one I'm excited to talk about. Cleveland Browns also at 10 and a half. Wits, what do you got? This is a tough one. As much as I've ragged on the Browns over the past few years, something tells me that they've really figured something out last year. And, you know, had they not fumbled going into halftime versus Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, I thought they might have had a chance there in the second half. I'm going to take the over here. I think the Browns are the best team in the AFC North right now. When you look at what Kevin Stefanski did his first year in Cleveland, it, it was really a sight to see. I mean, he turned a team around that had been notoriously bad for a very long time. And now you have ba Baker Mayfield with a few years under his belt. They've probably got one of the best rushing attacks in football. Um, and with that defense as well, I mean, I, I think they're going to do a lot of ground and pound this year because they're going to be up in a lot of games. You know, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh aren't teams that really scare me in the AFC North. So I, I think the Browns do well in their division, and they don't have a they don't have a, a ton of big challenges. I mean, I know they're playing Green Bay. Um, you know, they're they're playing the Vikings, which I think are, are going to have a pretty good year. But I, I like the over here. I think they're going to be a tough team to beat. Don't worry, everybody. I will pick up the slack for where Wits left off. And after starting two and two together, we have been on the opposite side all the way through. This is an absolute under. This is a 6-11 and 11 football program. I call, I'll even start it. I'll leave the six on the board. 6-11 and 11 football. Pro, they're a program. Um, they're run like a college team in the Pac-12. They are one of the worst franchises in NFL history. Um, and I hope every one of my Dayton friends, Cleveland friends, are listening to me. So I'll do this for you right now. You're going to lose on the road to Kansas City to start. You're going to lose at home to the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields looking good in camp. You're going to lose on the road to the Vikings. Lose to Justin Herbert in L.A. You're going to lose to the Cardinals at home. Won't be able to contain Kyler Murray. No matter how fast you think your edge rushers are, you'll be able to beat the Broncos. That's fine. You're getting swept by the Steelers this year, splitting with the Bengals. You'll beat the Patriots and the Lions. I'll give you that. You'll lose at the Ravens. I'm still debating on whether or not you'll get swept, swept by the Ravens. You're going to lose in Green Bay. That's enough losses right there to put you at 6-11. and 11. It's going to be easy, fun, and at times sad to see how demoralized the city of Cleveland can be. I hope your new guardians are able to take care of you because they aren't guarding any championships in Cleveland anytime soon. Cleveland 6-11 going way under. Now after that, we go to the most important team in the NFL, the greatest franchise in NFL history the best quarterback in NFL history, the best team, as I've said already, in NFL history, the Green Bay Packers, their number is at 10. I don't think we need to ask me where I'm headed with this one, but 10 for Aaron Rodgers, last season's MVP, and the best team in the NFL. Yeah, Roz, you want to talk about trap numbers. I think this is the first one that really stands out to me because um, you look at the Packers the past few years, they've done really well. Um, you know, with Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, 10 wins seems like it should be a shoe-in. Last gonna, year was a trap number two, apparently. We won 13 games. How about everybody take it easy? Finish? I don't even want to hear you. Tell me, you so, saw me under? 
no, I'm going to take the over here, but it's going to be with a grain of salt because something is telling me that th this number just stinks that we could see an under here. I'm going to take the over, but 10 wins, it seems like for returning MVP quarterback and a team that made it to the NFC championship game, it seems awfully low. And the only reason I could see this going under is if, you know, the division just suddenly gets a lot better. I mean, I do think the Vikings are going to be a much better team this year, but the Bears, I think they might finish around 500. So I don't know. I, I'm going to take the over here, but it just stinks. It reeks, Rod. It absolutely reeks. A lot of time to prove ourselves. I think, again, we're going to win 13 games this season. We have to play at Kansas City, and we have to play at Baltimore. The the scheduling gods just had it out for us. I guess it is what it is. We always get Seattle every year. Um, and we have to go to the road to the 49ers for the fourth year in a row. For the fourth year in a row, we're on the road in San Francisco. Doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm not the one who makes the rules. We'll see. I'm thinking we're winning 13. Probably no problem at all. Seattle Seahawks are tied with them at 10. 10 wits for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm curious where your head is at when it comes to the Seahawks. Yeah, I think, I think 10 is a much better number here um, when looking at the Seahawks because last year, I mean, they, they came out out of the gates absolutely on fire. They were winning games that it seemed like they had no business winning, but Russell Wilson was the clear-cut MVP favorite for, I would say, at least the first half of last year. Oh, absolutely. And, it was right. on, on pace to beat Peyton Manning's touchdown record. Right. Right, and then the, the wheels really fell off, and I'm not exactly sure why, um, but you look at Russell Wilson's stats the second half of the year, they were, they were really not as good. I'm going to take the under here, Roz. Um, one of the main reasons being I don't think this defense is very good. I think the Rams and the 49ers, maybe even the Cardinals, might be a better team than the Seahawks right now, and that's a tough division to play in. Um, also looking at strength, strength of schedule. They're in the, you know, I would say upper third, the Seahawks. So as, as good as Russell Wilson might be this year with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, I don't think the Seahawks are going to reach 10 wins. I'm, I'm looking at nine and eight. I think they'll be just about middle of the road. Um, so I'm going to take the under here. Yeah, it's tough if you're a Seattle fan. I, I actually have to agree with you. I'm actually saying under with the hope of a push um, with Seattle. It's just there's so many question marks with this team. Um, and we know how good Russell Wilson is. We know that DK Metcalf really came on. Their run game still hasn't been that prolific. Their defense is kind of all over the place in terms of who is even playing for them. Um, so we'll see. Honestly, it's to me, it's up in the air. I think like they're a 9-10 win team at best. And we could even see a regression and we could see them be a 7 win team. Um, I think Russell doesn't have the best protection in front of him. And we've seen that year in and year out. And he's getting hit a lot. So we'll, we'll see. This is a begrudging under. But I, I have to go with it, and I'm happy with a push there. New England Patriots, nine and a half wins. Yeah, Roz, this is actually my best bet of the over/under win totals. I'm going to take the over here. I mean, I think this. I think this Patriots team is being very underestimated. Um, so the nine and a half. I think they reach. I think they reach eleven wins this year, maybe even twelve. I think they're going to be a lot better than people think. Um, you know, the last that, you know, that I, I feel like I can't get the taste out of my mouth of last year. The Patriots were just, they were so hard to watch. I mean, probably the toughest offense to watch in the, the NFL. starting quarterback for this team. That's a great question, Roz. I do think we see Mac Jones before the year is over. Um, 
I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. And I, I think he's the perfect complement for this offense when you look at, you know, the same type of guy that Tom Brady was there. Mac Jones profiles very similarly to the way that Brady plays. And I, I think this defense is going to be much improved. Um, so I, I love the over here. This is my best bet of the win totals this year. I'm going under here. As you said it, Mac Jones might be starting by the end of the season. That's usually a problem if you have to switch starting quarterbacks. I think I've been hearing and reading articles that Mac Jones might actually be the week one starter, which is interesting to me because I thought he was the best quarterback option in this draft outside of Trevor Lawrence. Um, if that's the case, I could be very wrong, but I think Cam Newton starting is not the answer for this New England Patriots team. I think they would struggle to a potential two and five start. Then they'd switch over to Mac. At that point, it'd be a little too late for this season, but I'm going to go the under for New England here. We then have the Los Angeles Chargers, one of my favorite teams that I guess is getting more love than I expected. I thought their win total would be a little bit lower, but I love this Chargers team. I love Justin Herbert. I am a Herbert maniac. And uh, which, where do you see them at nine and a half? Yeah, Roz, I, I think this falls right around the number as well. Um, I'm going to take the under here. I think the Chargers, I, I love what they're doing. I, I love Justin Herbert, but, you know, new coach, first year. Justin Herbert was unbelievable last year. You, you got to think that there might be a little bit of a sophomore slump at some point in the season, and especially playing in this division with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Denver Broncos, um, Pretty much everywhere else besides quarterback are one of the better teams in the league. Now, their quarterback situation is, is not one to be desired, but I think they're going to put up a fight. And the Raiders last year um, were one of the teams that did take down the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I think the Chargers are going to struggle a little bit this year and find themselves in that, you know, eight, nine, nine and eight range. I think they're going to be about 500. So I'm going I'm to take the under nine and a half here. Um, I feel pretty good about that one. Um, I'm going to go the opposite of you. I'm going to go with the Chargers to go over. I think they're going to contend, and especially after Patrick Mahomes kind of dogged Justin Herbert a little bit. I think it would be interesting to see that split. That split would really keep some eyes open here. Um, I think they have that ability, especially with their schedule. They'll get the Texans. They'll get the NFC East, um, which I think is the NFC least. I think they're going to take the Browns, like I mentioned to you. Um the Raiders, I really think, are going to be a dog crap team. I, I don't know how much longer they're going to let this John Gruden experiment happen. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, then they'll get the Bengals. They do have, they'll have to go up against Steelers, Browns, and Ravens, but I think they'll be able to split that division. I do like them to get to 10 wins. I'm going to go the over on San Diego here. After the Chargers, we've got the Dolphins at 9.5. I don't care what Wits, Mr. Positivity over there. I am, My mind's made up, but I'm curious where you're at, Wits. <laughs> um, I think we're going to be on the same side here, Roz. I'm going to take the under, um, you know, looking at the Bills, the Patriots, I, th I think the Dolphins are the third best team in this division. And it's hard for me to take an over here with what I saw from Tua last year. They had, a, they have a major upgrade weapons wise, or they get Will Fuller, they got Jalen Waddle, still have Devontae Parker, but I just, I don't know if this Dolphins offense has enough mustard to compete with teams like Buffalo. Um, you know, I think New England is going to beat them twice this year. So I'm going to take the under. I just don't – I don't love what I saw from Tua, and that's that's what I'm basing, um, you know, my projection off of. Receivers on receivers on receivers, but where else are they going to strive, especially if Xavier Howard doesn't show up and continues to request a trade? Tua really looked 
I've never seen somebody really fold him and Kyler Murray with the hard, hard fold of last season. Um, and Tua missing, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, this just reads under all over it. Like you said, they're going to be the third best team in their division. Usually the third best team in the division isn't going to win 10 games. So at nine and a half, I think it's a pretty easy under for me and the Dolphins. How about the Saints for you, Wits? They're at nine. Yeah, Roz, this is a, this is a tough one for me. Um, you know, I, I love Sean Payton. I think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. But from the quarterback position, I've got to think it's going to be Jameis Winston. But, you know, the last, you know, it seems like the last thing we saw from him was that 30 interception season. And I think this Saints defense, um, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. So I think they, the Saints might overachieve a little bit, but I'm going to have to go with the under here just on you know, what I've seen Drew Brees retiring. Not to say that he was that good his last year, but. I'm going to take the under here. A lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position, and I really don't like, you know, the utilization of Taysom Hill on that offense, um, being a former Kamara owner. So I'm going to take the under here. Um, but, what you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they won 10 or 11 games. I just – I don't love the setup here. I'm going under with the Saints. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this season. It's going to be a culture shock to us after seeing all the success Drew Brees had. Regardless if Winston is made the starter – it's a guy who's going to chuck you touchdowns but throw the ball the other direction as well. Um, it just doesn't look good for the Saints. I think their defense, which at one point last season was one of the best defenses in the NFL, is no longer the same. Um, no Mike Thomas, Kamara. You see it with running backs that can't really carry your team to, to victory. I mean, I guess one can make the argument that Adrian Peterson did his MVP season, but this looks like a big-ass under for me. I'm going to go under with the Saints. Tennessee Titans also at nine wits. What do we think about that? Uh, Titans, I, I, I like the over here. You know, it's one of those things. You're, you're playing two of the worst teams in football in your own division. So I've got to think that's, you know, four easy wins for the Titans. And then, you know, the addition of Julio Jones, I know they lost their offensive coordinator, but I think the setup they have with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill seems to really fit well into this system. And that defense, I don't think they could get much worse. So with Mike Vrabel at the helm, I like the over here. I think Tennessee wins 10 or 11 games, and I, I think this is going to hit hit pretty early. So I, I like the over on this one. I was thinking under initially, but I, it's just the division they play in. I think they, they do come out on top, and I think this is one where they finish between 10 and 12 wins. I do like the over for Tennessee. I think they will be the division winners in the AFC South. We have the Colts right behind them at nine. Funny enough. So we got the Colts at nine now. Wits, where do you feel this goes? Um, I'm going to take the under here, Roz. I'm not the biggest fan of Carson Wentz. And I know there were talks about him possibly missing, you know, maybe the first half of the season. But now today we just got news that him and uh, what, what's the starting tackle's name? Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson, right. That they're both near the early end of their timetable, which is great for the Colts. But I'm just, I'm just not a big fan of this team, Roz. I don't think they're going to get much done offensive side of the ball. And, you know, looking at Tennessee in the division as well, I know that they're, they get to play Houston and Jacksonville twice, but I just don't think this Colts team is going to be very good. And that's, uh, that's all I have to say about it. I think they're going to get the under. I'm, I'm a Carson, I'm a, uh, I'm a Carson Wentz hater, so I cannot back this up. I don't think the Colts are very good outside of their defense. Um, Jonathan Taylor, It'll be interesting to see how he competes, but we saw Carson Wentz, a guy that looks like he barely throw the ball 15 yards down the field. So I'm going to go against this here. I'm going to go under on the Colts. 
We then have the we then have the Cowboys at nine. Where are you at with the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, I just don't understand how you can have a team as bad as the Cowboys were last year, projected to have a winning record. I'm going to go with the under here. I know Dak's back. I know that their offense is one of the most electric in the NFL, and they still had a lot of trouble winning games, even when he was healthy. I mean, the defense was so atrociously bad that I just I, I can't see them getting the nine wins. And I think a lot of people are always high in the Cowboys just because of the name recognition. I'm going to take the under here, Roz. I think this is a seven and 10 football team at best. So, you know, absolutely give me the under. I'm going to go over for Dallas. I think their offense is going to impress. I think we get Dak back. I think that there's a good chance they win the NFC East. So, um, yeah, I'm going to ride. I think the Cowboys are going to get 10 wins this year. I think this, uh, It'll be a fun season for them to at least get back in the postseason. That's where you'll see some struggles occur. But I'm going to go over on Dallas's nine. It's interesting enough, a lot of people here at the nine, nine and a half range, Jeff Fisher wishes he could play in an NFL like this because there will no longer be eight and eight seasons. So at least he would have known he was above average had he played in this era. We've got the Minnesota Vikings, the last team at nine. That is their over-under wits. Where do you have the Vikings? I'm high on the Vikings this year, Roz. I, I think last year was really disappointing on the defensive side of the ball. But you know, you look at the defense improving. Um, you've got, I think, a couple of the best weapons in football with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Uh, so with Kirk Cousins, I think if he can play at you know, maybe a little bit above average level, I really like the Vikings this year. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people in the NFC North. And it wouldn't surprise me if they won the division outright, but I, I do see at least a 10 and see it seven season coming for uh, Mike Zimmer and the Vikings here. I'm doing an under push. Um, I think that they nine's a good number for them. And I could see it possibly being an eight. I don't think Kirk Cousins is a good enough quarterback, especially with the teams they are going to be playing this year. I think they're going to play a 500 schedule. Um, I'm going to go with the under, but I, I'm looking at the push when it comes to this one. Pittsburgh Steelers, eight and a half which would mean the Steelers are not projected to have a winning record for the first time since 2003. Which, where are we at with this? Oh, man, I, I got to go with the over here, Roz. I mean, you talk about the longest tenure team in the NFL to not have a losing record. Um, and I think that speaks a lot to the organization, a lot to the coaches. I mean, they've only had, I think, three in their history. And Mike Tomlin, I mean, ever since he's came in the league, he really had a lot to deal with the past couple of years. Um, you know, with the Big Ben injury a couple of years ago last year, it was a very weird offense to watch. But I, I think they squeak out a winning season here, Roz, which puts them over the total. I, I just think they find a way to get it done. That's, you know, that's just Pittsburgh Steelers football. They've always done it, and I, I just can't go against that this year. Put some respect on running back Najee Harris's name. I think them having a power back is what they needed. James Conner played a little bit soft. Wasn't really that bell cow you need in this kind of offense. Because once they have that bell cow, it then goes back onto the arm of Big Ben. And although he not, might not be mobile, he still has that arm. That offense has got multiple weapons outside on the receiving side. Their line is the question mark right now that has them worried. But defense led by T.J. Watt, I like the over a lot here, Woods. I think eight and a half is a little low for the Steelers team that I think is competing right up there for winning this division this year. Don't forget they won 11 of their first 11 games last year. So. And maybe we're falling back into that same trap because we bet on them the last five weeks of the season and lost all five <laughs> games. But we'll start the trap up early this year. Maybe we'll be on their 11-0 run to start. Arizona Cardinals, eight and a half wits. Where are you at? 
Uh, given the under here, Roz, I think we've got a similar thought process on this team. I, I don't think they're very good. I didn't love some of the offseason additions. Given a lot of money to guys like J.J. Watt, um, you know, I, I like the under here. I just don't think they're going to be very good. And, you know, Kyler Murray, like you said before, seemed like he folded a little bit down the stretch. I know he was dealing with some injuries, but that was a very um, very playoff-bound team, it looked like. And they, they just kind of folded it up the last few weeks. So I just – I don't love the outlook here. And I think Cliff Kingsbury could find himself on the hot seat, you know, through the first eight or nine weeks of the season. So I'll give me the under. I'm going to ride with you on the under here. Hey, Kyler, what is this three or four for Kyler? I don't even know, but I think it's it's really time to put up. And I get it. You you can yell from the rafters about this. His fantasy numbers are great, right? But it's not translating to team wins, and we're not talking about fantasy at this exact moment. So Kyler, to me, I mentioned this to you on multiple shows, is not a winning quarterback. He is a flashy statistical quarterback. And to be honest with you, Michael Vick wasn't really a winning quarterback. He won some big playoff games, and at least he got to the playoffs. But it didn't take him to the Super – he didn't win a Super Bowl, and that's, that's pretty much how I feel about Kyler Murray. And we still have yet to see him get himself to the playoffs. So I'm going to go under here. We then have the Washington football team at eight and a half. I know you're loving Fitzy. I'm assuming you're going over here. Yeah, I'm going over here, Roz. I mean, just the main thing I'm looking at here is the division. I think it's really weak. Philadelphia looks like they're going to struggle. The Giants are always struggling, perpetually struggling. And then you've got the Cowboys. Um, you know, Washington, I think, has one of the better defenses in the NFL. And as, as wild as Fitzy can get, I think there's enough magic here to get to nine wins. I think they win this division again. I, my opinion is that they're the best team in the NFC. So I, I love the over here. I think they get there pretty easily. I'm going to go under. Uh, they are in a really crappy division. Uh, for somebody who loves Jalen Hurts, it's interesting to see you kind of leaning more towards the Washington side of things here. I think. Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's some looking at the NFL is it's a consistency game and you see it all the time. Fitzpatrick hasn't been on a winning team and I don't know how long. Um, so if he's your quarterback, clearly you're years out from being a competitive team. That defense is so good. They're wasting such an opportunity here. And it's unfortunate you drafted a guy like Dwayne Haskins who couldn't come in and fill that role. Washington kind of in a paradox. They really need a starting quarterback because that's one hell of a defense that they're letting down moving forward. Denver, Denver Broncos at eight and a half, a little high for me. So I guess we know where I'm at. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Roz. I, I think eight and a half is a little bit high. Uh, you're telling me uh, a team quarterback by either Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke is going to get to nine wins. I, I, I just don't think so. Um, I, I think this is the third best team in the AFC West. And that mainly comes down to the quarterback play, Roz. I mean, they do have two of the, I think, one of the better duos receiving-wise in the NFL with a great tight end and Noah Fant. You do have a very good defense, but I, I just can't get to nine. I can't get there with the quarterback scenario there right now. Um, and it seems like it's a John Elway thing. You know, he, he picked right once on Peyton Manning, but all the rest of them have been piss poor. So it wasn't even uh, a pick. Everyone he's picked has failed. He traded for Peyton Manning. That was a... Right. But yeah, I, I like the under here. I, I just can't, I can't get to a winning record with either of those two guys under center. Yeah, I'm under on the Broncos as well. I, I don't see it either. And I think their defense is older and a little bit more depleted than people are giving credit for. Hell, they're willing to trade the entire defense for Aaron Rodgers a few short months ago. Bears jumping down a full game to seven and a half. Chicago Bears are at seven and a half. Wits, your hometown team, what are you thinking? 
Yeah, Roz, I'm, I'm unfortunately not very high on the Bears this year. Um, you know, that vaunted defense that we saw, you know, a couple of years ago, it's really not the same if you want to break down um, by position. And as good as I think Justin Fields can be, I can't get to eight wins with this team. I think they're going to go six and 11. Um, I think it's going to be another frustrating season in Chicago. I hope they prove me wrong, but I, I got to take the under seven and a half here. Yeah. I, uh, it's only because over on the bears here. It's only because I like eight wins for you guys, because I think you guys are a middle of the road team and you're going to screw yourselves in the draft. Although I know it doesn't really impact the NFL the same way it does in basketball. I'm saying over for Chicago. They seem like an eight and nine team, maybe even a nine and eight team. I, and that's also predicated on the last article I read about how Justin Fields is looking he might prove me wrong, so I want to be out ahead at least on that front. I'd rather be on that over and be wrong there than, uh, than be completely wrong all around on how I feel Justin Fields is going to play for the Bears. I think that we play in a division where they're going to steal the games. I don't think they're going to take it from Green Bay, but I think they're going to give Minnesota a run for their money. Again, 8-9, middle of the road, middle of the pack. 7.5 was kind of that. It's a tough number for me to go under there. Atlanta Falcons, 7.5, which what do you got? Uh, I'm going to take the under here, Roz. This Falcons team led by Matt Ryan, it seems like he's a couple of years overdue from from packing it up. And, you know, with what I saw on the side of the ball, I, I, can't, get to, I can't get to eight wins here, so I'm going to take the under. I'm going under as well. It does seem, unless he gets rejuvenated somehow, it does seem like Atlanta's going to struggle. And it just doesn't seem like they can put anybody on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Witz and I got a call literally a week ago to show up to training camp in Atlanta. And we respectfully had to decline so we will not be playing defensive backs and linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons Carolina also seven and a half which what do you got uh I like the over here Roz I love what Matt Rule did with this team last year and although you might be thinking I mean Sam Darnold is that really the guy you want leading your team I mean he had a pretty good year with Teddy Bridgewater under center didn't have McCaffrey for most of the year this is a team I think that's going to really fight and they showed that played the Chiefs really tough a couple of times um, I like the over here. I love Matt Rule. I think this Panthers team is is trending in the right direction here. I'm saying over, but again, I think they land at eight or nine wins, and I think this is the one I'm going to be wrong. I can see them only winning four games this year. Uh, Sam Darnold hasn't proven anything to us, um, and to be honest, I, this could be another dumpster fire situation for him. He does have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, and he does have a better arm than Bridgewater. Uh, so hopefully, with the mix of McCaffrey being healthy and all but again this one is a lot it's going to land kind of on the line between eight and nine games for me so I, i'm going to sit the over here but i don't feel good about it vegas seven games what uh, do we have? i like the over here Roz. i think this team goes eight and nine um don't really have a good reason for it but john gruden just i, I think about those those couple he's jeff fisher <laughs> he's jeff fisher and i think eight and nine is the perfect scenario here uh new stadium played the Chiefs really tough last year, even beat them once. I think this Raiders team, I think they're about a 500 team. So I, I think taking the over seven here is play. I'm going to go under because John Gruden has seen the future again, which doesn't usually transpire. It's much like Antonio Brown and some other candidates who promised they were going to leave their team to go play with John Gruden in Vegas. Some of the funniest TV I've ever heard in my life when he said, oh, we got guys ready to come to Vegas whenever. He thinks Devontae Adams, and he even thinks Aaron Rodgers has a small chance to end up in 
Las Vegas. He doesn't care so much for this season. He's curious to see what happens next season. I'm going the under here. He's got no stock in this team, and hopefully he is let go by Mike Malak or Malak or whatever his fucking name is, and then hopefully that guy's let go by Al Davis' son, Mark Davis, and then hopefully Mark Davis just lets go of himself and they move on from there because Vegas is in some trouble. But the stadium looks sexy, so I'll give Mark Davis that credit. So. And it's a casino in the stadium. And a day, a day and nightclub. So I'm going to go under, though, for Vegas. I think there's a better chance of me having sex with more people in that stadium than they have in terms of wins. So we'll see. Um, the Giants, also at seven. Uh, this is one of my tougher ones. I'm going to take the under here, Roz. Um, I, I don't love what I've seen from Daniel Jones. I think this team is – uh, already dealing with some injuries. Kenny Galladay, big signing, uh, perpetually hurt. And defensively, this was a tough team to watch last year, and I don't think it gets much better here. So I'm going to take the under. I think this is a 6-11 and 11 football team. I'm with you on the under here. Uh, they're relying so much on Saquon Barkley to be that answer, and I just don't think he – I, don't, I don't, don't think in this modern-day NFL you can rely on that. Jacksonville, 6.5. I think this number is too high, Roz. Um, to jump up to six and a half, you know, if they can beat the Texans twice, which you'd think they should, even still, I, I like the under here. I love the, I love drafting Trevor Lawrence. He's amazing. But I mean, a lot of, not a new things going on in Jacksonville. I have no idea how Urban Meyer is going to perform, but you know, if they went six and 11, I don't think that would be a failure of a season, but I, I don't see him getting to seven wins here. I'm going to go over for Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer have enough gusto to at least get to seven uh, if not eight or nine wins. I think a middle of the road is exactly what we're looking for here. So I'm going to go Jacksonville on the over. We then have the Bengals at six and five. Uh, Roz, I'm also going to take the under here, and I think that leads into one of my other bets that I'm going to be making is Zach Taylor, first NFL coach to be fired this year. I think the seat is it's pretty warm right now. Uh, the Bengals haven't really shown a lot of improvement. I know Joe Burrow towards ACL last year, but now with everybody back, also drafting Jamar Chase over um, that offensive lineman, I mean, you know, I, I think Joe Burrow is going to be under siege again, and I think Zach Taylor is going to find himself out of a job here within the first 10 weeks. I like the under. I'm going over. I love Joe Burrow. Love weapons. We'll see if it can make it work. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a good season. I think they get to seven, eight, nine wins, and they start moving in the right direction. Just need to put a little bit of a defense together. Eagles, six and a half. This is 100% over for me, Roz. Like you said, I love Jalen Hurts. I love Devonta Smith. Um, so many people out there are not high on Jalen Hurts. I just don't understand it. I mean, I think this guy was a winner at Alabama. I think he showed a lot of promise last year, even though he only went one and three. I love the over here. I mean, I think even if this team's not very good, I think they can at least go seven and 10, especially in this division. So give me the over 100%. I'm going under their shitty team in a shitty division, and they're going to end up losing. Just on uh, opposite takes now? No, no, no. We've, we've been kind of on the same page. We were on the same page, but three, the last three we have not been. I'm going to go under. You know, I don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer there. I think they're going to split with everybody except for the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys sweep them. It's a tough look in the division, only win two of your six games. And outside of that, I think they're a very beatable team. Uh, so we'll see. Jets at six wits. Oh, man, another tough one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Raz. Uh, you know, I love the addition of Robert Salas, the head coach, drafting Zach Wilson number two overall. I'm a big fan. I just This is not a very good football team. It showed that last year. And, you know, 
they can make improvements, but, you know, going five and 12, I, I can definitely see that. And I think that's going to be the case this year, um, especially. And I think what's going to be one of the most improved divisions in football, give me the under. And the biggest drop off, by the way, I'm going to go under for the Jets as well. I think Zach Wilson's a bust. The biggest drop off from the rest of the pool, we've got the Lions at four and a half and the Texans at four. We'll start with the Lions. Um, Roz, I'm going to take the over with the Lions, and I really can't give you a good reason. But, you know, going 5-12, and 12, definitely within the realm of possibility here. And, you know, new coach, uh, they're biting off kneecaps. I think that gets them to five wins. I'll take the over. I am about the over here. Jared Goff's not a Sam Darnold, and he's not a – Zach Wilson or Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones or Derek Carr. I think he's better than all of them. I really do. Um, I think he's better than a Drew Locke and a Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's better than Fitzpatrick. I think he's better than – I'm, I'm just going up the ladder. I think he's better than Carson Wentz. I think his career so far today is better than Carson Wentz. I'm going over four and a half. I think Jared Goff isn't going to lose four games and go four and what, four and 13? I just don't see that. I don't think they're going to be a very good team, but I think that's a, a little bit too many – Losses right there. How about the Texans at four? Roz, there, there's no reason for me to believe that the Texans can win four games this year with the current setup. I'm going to take the under. Um, I think this is clearly, on paper, the worst team in the NFL. So getting the four wins here, I, I got to take the under. Not what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. This team was absolutely atrocious last year, and I just can't see it. Going under, that's Deshaun Watson is so good. And it's just like if he plays, he's good enough to get you three wins. And then is the team good enough around him to like fall into fourth, fourth and fifth win? I'm going under, but that's also because I there's a strong belief that we won't see a lot of Deshaun Watson. And no Deshaun Watson on this Texans team is an oh boy situation. I mean, <laughs> no Deshaun Watson. I have no idea what they're throwing out there. Brandon Cooks is their number one receiver. David Johnson is their number one running back. I mean, if you're talking about five years ago, maybe those guys are competitive and stuff. But a defense with no longer having that leader in J.J. Watt or Jadavion Clowney, I mean, it's a bad team. If you really look, if you really want to break it down, quite a bad team moving forward. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough. I mean, we thought the Bill O'Brien years were bad, but. <laughs> Texans fans might be wishing that they could have that right now. They're probably wishing that, that, that he could be excommunicated because the reason they're in this position is because of Bill O'Brien, who not only was the coach but the GM and has set them up for where they are now. Um, what a, uh, and one, ex one exciting bet I think you can make on the Texans, um, you know, assuming that Deshaun Watson, I don't know how long Tyrod Taylor is going to be under the helm, but maybe take a look at Davis Mills for rookie of the year. I mean, if he can get slotted in early, put up some decent numbers, and if they can hit this over on the win total, you know, assuming that a couple of the other big rookie quarterbacks struggle and nobody really knocks it out of the park receiver-wise, like Justin Jefferson did last year, Davis Mills is an interesting candidate for rookie of the year if he's the next man up there in Houston. That's a very outlandish pick, but... uh but it, it is what it it is what it is with uh, with Wits, you know. He looks for the outlandish play. Wits, we're headed into the Wyndham Championship this weekend. We're coming off an Abe answer. 
We got to give credit to Dave Answer. One of the craziest wins at the St. Jude we've ever seen. One of the greatest collapses I've ever seen by a player in Harry English. Um, Abe Answer, first PGA Tour victory. And the Sobel Express was riding with them into that final putt in the second playoff hole. Abe Answer, what a W. He is a Sobel Hall of Famer at this point, And we're ready for the Wyndham. We are recovering from Siwoo's choice of driver a year ago. But we feel that Camilla Vegas is going to be our meal ticket come this weekend. Yeah, great win by Abe Answer. Um, I feel sorry for anybody who had a Harry English ticket because that was probably in my golf betting lifetime the biggest meltdown that I've ever seen on the back there. And the, the shank off the, I think it was the 14th hole, um, it was incredible. Made, made, made you feel like uh, every other golfer does out there. But yeah, Roz, like you said, um, we like Camilo Vajegas this week. Uh, 150 to one first round leader, 250 to one to win the tournament. And a couple other guys that we're also looking at. Um, Charles Schwartzel, it's probably my lowest play that I made on the board at 50 to one. And then I'm looking at Ryan Armour, Chris Kirk, Brian Stewart, and Cameron Percy. So a couple of long shots. I think there's going to be a lot of live betting opportunities. And to take Webb Simpson, at 10 to one, I just absolutely will not do it, even though Webb named his daughter after the Wyndham Championship. So I'm not gonna do that. Um, but I think there's gonna be a lot of live betting opportunities here. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Ricky. I'm not big on picking a bunch of winners these days. I've been having a lot more fun kind of uh, coming into Sunday with some ideas. I do have some players I took. Um, I took Ricky to win, I took Russell Henley and Patton Kizari, or Kizari. And then, like I said, first-round leaders, I went Russell Knox. Kizari is actually how you say it. No, Kizari, Kizari, Kazoo. Um, Roy Sabatini, Siwoo Kim, Russell Knox, and Camilla Vagilis, all first-round leader bets. And uh, we're going to hope that they can uh, come through for the boys tomorrow morning. Wyndham Championship for Wits, Roz, and Rube. Have a first round leader experience, but lost out on the champion. Any last thoughts for this week, Wits? We just put up that last episode, had the round table. Uh, no, that's it, man. That was a lot of, lot of football we just broke. So we're going to break down a couple more things, keep you updated on all the injuries and news and what's going on because we're, we're only, we're less than a month away from football. So this is a very exciting time. Um, it's going to be a long wait, but we're going to make it through together. And we're, yeah, we'll see you next week. We will see you next week. And uh, like he said, this has been the opening line where we like to keep the line moving. We'll catch y'all on the flippity flip.
listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.